You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Go Proposal by Sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is Go Proposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardized pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it, freeing me up from being the bottleneck. If you're not using GoProposal already, I highly recommend you check it out. Head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial. Now over to the latest episode of the Bookkeepers Podcast. Hi and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm really excited to be joined by Rachel Howard today. Rachel, how are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Very privileged that this is not my first time here with you, so thank you. It's nice to chat. It's been a while. I think you might have been on one of our previous boot camps, maybe. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, oh yeah, and um, we haven't got Jo here at the moment because she's at the House of Lords, so uh, it's just mm. you and me, but I'm really excited to have a chat. We're going to talk about a few different things, actually. One of the big challenges, of course, being um, pricing and how to charge confidently a high price. And I just know you're the perfect person to talk to about this. Um, I can see people joining live as well. So let us know if you're here. Hi, everybody who's joining. Um, Rachel, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a sales coach and a business mentor. I work predominantly with women, but I do have some male clients. When I show up and speak, I tend to say, hey, ladies. But and so the guys are like, that's me, too. (laughs) So, yeah, I work mostly with women all over the world, helping them to package their services and sell them with confidence. And my favorite little saying, sell them with ease, not sleaze. So I teach permission based selling. I teach consultative, you know, like really the way to sell that feels good, that feels like flowy and aligned not hustly, not pushy. So yeah, I that's what I do. I, I love it. It is my life's work. I've been in sales all my life. And to now be able to help other people to win at sales without feeling tactical and awkward is just great. Oh, we need you in our lives, Rachel. Um, (laughs) One of the things you said just now is you help people to package their services. And I think that this might be a new idea for lots of, for some of the bookkeepers who've been in our community for a long time. I think they will understand what you mean. But um, other people might think of selling bookkeeping as a sort of hourly service that they deliver to a client. And um, I wonder what you mean by packaging. Could you explain what, what that means and how you do that? Yeah, absolutely. So I usually end up picking picking things up off my desk when I describe this. So the difference between products and services is is vast. And obviously, you know, when you when you just say that on face value, we all know if I'm selling you a product like a phone, I I would package up my product and say, "Here you go, buy my phone. Here's the features and the benefits. This is the price and there's a payment plan that goes with that. Buy my phone." And so I'm selling a product, which is quite easy to put a list of benefits to. When we're selling a service, it's really different, especially when we are the service. So for your bookkeeping audience, (coughs) they know, obviously, unless they've got a big team, that predominantly they are the service. And so when we're packaging up ourselves, it becomes really, really hard. 
And then when you open that up even wider and say, yes, I'm selling myself, but I also have multiple offers within my business. Maybe I have a, you know, like a starter offer. Maybe I have a next level and maybe I have my higher ticket offer. Then it starts to become really difficult. And my best advice to anybody selling a service is to productize the service. So rather than talk very loosely about, here's me, I'm going to be your bookkeeper, I'm going to help you to do all these things and you pay me by the hour, I would always suggest that you package that up based on the results. You price the result, you price the outcome, you don't price the input. Yeah, so you don't price the number of hours it takes. Really, you don't even need to tell the client how many hours it takes. What you tell them is what they're going to get from it. You tell them the outcome, the result that they're going to have. And when you when I say package, it might be that within that package, there might be multiple things. So there might be an onboarding call. There might be a weekly check-in. There might be a monthly strategy or a quarterly strategy call. Like whatever goes into that service, it's better to create a package out of it than to just see it as, you know, you can buy me for three hours a week or 10 hours a week, you know? Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I think as a buyer of a service, I'd just like to know that this project has been done and I know that it's where I need it to be and that's what the cost is. I think that there's a confidence element that comes with being able to do that though. Um, 100%. When you've worked with people who've gone from selling like an hourly rate service into selling something that looks more like a package, what, um, what factors do they need to think about to get to that point where they're able to... (laughs) 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 it's it's got nothing to do with marketing or building a website it's got nothing to do with any of that it's got everything to do with up here because we're selling ourselves you know we're selling ourselves and how can you put a price on yourself without needing to do the mindset work you know like how can you do that not many people could show up and just put a price on themselves without needing to do the mindset work so The typical things that I see that, you know, I help my clients with is I'll ask them questions like, you know, what's your superpower? Like, what do your previous clients, what have they reflected back to you as being like, I'm so glad, Zoe, that you have been in my life. I couldn't have achieved these things without you. Like, go back and read all the testimonials, find the evidence around why you are a badass, like why you are so good at what you do, why it is so worth the package price because what people do tend to do is they tend to when they look at the result they've got faith in the result they know that they can do it but when they show up to actually make that invitation for people to buy from them all those little gremlins come in of don't say the price it's too much they haven't got the money now's not a good time i mean especially with with what's going on with the economy I mean, hopefully, hopefully Joe's up in the house, the Lord's fixing it all. But, you know, like, (laughs) especially with what's going on right now, so many people are telling themselves now's not a good time to sell. Nobody's got the money. And that all does come down to mindset work and whether we come from a place of lack and scarcity or whether we come from a place of true inner self-belief about what we do, what we're good at and, you know, what our ultimate gift is for our clients. Oh my goodness, there's so much I need to ask you now, Rachel. <laughs> I hope you've got a whole free afternoon. Um, <laughs> so, so one of the things there I think that 
people might get stuck with is that they um, to be able to charge this high price based on what you know that they know that they are worth that price they kind of need to brag about themselves they kind of need to feel comfortable with um get, getting out there and saying hey i'm here and um you know joe and i are running a bookkeepers boot camp next week and we're talking about building your personal brand getting known raising your profile and these are things that might feel uncomfortable if you well most bookkeepers and accountants will probably say that they um are introverts like to sort of be behind the computer just get on with doing the bookkeeping that's the thing that they're where they're really comfortable and we're asking people to step out and do something that they aren't used to doing um I would have definitely shied away if I think back to you know my school days and like drama was my worst subject you know like anything where I felt like I had to be out there and have people pay attention to me anything like that I wouldn't want to be doing it so if you're feeling like those kind of things just make you feel not great how do you get comfortable with bragging about yourself? Um, bragging isn't the right word, um, without feeling like you are bragging. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's such a good question. And I love the fact that you used like drama as an example, because for me, drama, when you know, when I did drama at school, it was all about showing up and being something that you're not, like how to fake it, you know, be a tree, you know, like. <laughs> it was not it was not drama club wasn't about being the authentic real you it was about being something that you're not and I think that is such a common place for people to come from with sales and certainly with talking about price and justifying the value that you've put on your package so I love the fact that you use drama because that you know that shows <laughs> I mean, yeah, me something already <laughs> I hadn't thought that I that had never crossed my mind it's it's yeah. actually like being something that you're not and we're talking about being who you are and, and owning yeah. who you are yeah love this. yeah yeah so so for me step one is not about you know write a script and go and you know share it with the world step one is about getting really really clear and aligned <clears throat> on all the reasons why you are amazing yeah, and get really, really clear on all the reasons why anybody out there should want to come and work with you. Now, the brain, our brain does not ever want to be proved wrong. Yeah, it always wants to be right. And so if we have doubt, it will look for doubt. If we question our value, it will look for reasons to prove that that is the right thing to do. Whereas if we feed it with things that are positive and show us to be high value, you know, like highly sought after experts in our field, our brain will look for evidence to prove that right. So we have to create opportunities to get really aligned and really stand strong in our brilliance. So a couple of tangible, like practical things for people to do. And these are things that I do do. Over there, I have a little shrine <laughs> to my self-belief. And over there, there's some like client testimonials, some things that I've written out that clients have said to me, like things that have literally like made me cry. You know, like, when clients have said, Rachel, I couldn't have done this without you. It goes over there on my little shrine. <laughs> I've also created so another really practical thing that people can do. I've opened up a free Vimeo account. And every video testimonial that I've ever had from a client is on that account. Yeah, so I just keep that account purely for testimonials. 
if I was ever in any doubt on any particular day about whether or not anybody should come and spend thousands of dollars to work with me, I'll go and watch some of those testimonials. And I'll usually end up bawling my eyes out going, oh, I can do it. I am good at what I do. <laughs> so just a couple of like practical, um, you know, like things that people can do to really get grounded. That would be the first thing. Get solid and clear on why you are amazing. Um, and then the other thing about bragging is, you know, you've got to, it's got to be authentic. Yeah. So it's, it should really have always come from a client. And so I, I call these things humble celebrations. So rather than what you see some people do online, you know, like, oh, I just made 50K in a day. I, aren't I brilliant? Which makes them feel good in that moment, but makes everybody else feel terrible. I call it humble celebrations because you need an element of being down to earth, being the girl next door, being real. And you can say, I'm celebrating my client today because they were able to do this. And no matter what little part of that, that I was able to contribute, I am celebrating them today. So it doesn't have to be me, 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 me. It can be celebrating other people, celebrating a reflection of yours, celebrating some learning that you've done, something that you've accomplished that you never thought you could, yeah? So humble celebrations would be my phrase, my way of seeing it. Oh, this is so good. Okay, so I can see right now there's 32 people watching this live. I think that's the Facebook numbers. <laughs> hi, hi, everyone who's watching this. Thank you. Let us know in the comments what you can celebrate. What What are your humble celebrations? Um, I'll share one. Joe and I uh, pre-recorded a chat for next week's boot camp this morning, and we were talking to one of our bookkeepers, and she'll know who she is. And um, and she said to us after we'd finished recording, and I wished we'd recorded it because we would have taken that clip and we would have put it on a Vimeo account and we would have watched it forevermore. She said to us, um, and Joe got quite emotional about this, and I feel quite emotional repeating it now. Um, I've been listening to the Bookkeepers podcast uh, when I my children were little. I was pushing them around in the pram every day, and I'd be listening to the podcast, listening to everything. And I thought, oh, I wonder if one day I could be on that podcast and I could have started my business. And she's been running her business for a year and she's really successful. She's got lots of clients and she's building a life that works for her around her children because she couldn't go back to her corporate job with the kids. And we've been there, like completely get it. And there she was and she was on the podcast and she was saying, I've been able to do this because I've got involved. And that was Joe. And Joe said to me, you know, sometimes I doubt myself. I'm like, should we be doing more? Is there more we should do all the time? And then you hear something like that and you're like, oh my goodness, we've, had a part in that and that is massive and I know that and I'm waiting for the comments to come come on don't be shy you know share share your mm -hmm. feedback like Alison's saying here you know she's got reviews so go and read the reviews I think everyone can be asking reviews from your clients that you've got right now and, and it will really help you to see that yeah you do you know you do you have good feedback and you're getting results for people Bobby says, I'm celebrating receiving my signed bookkeeper rises book today. Oh, makes me humble that I've made this first step in starting my own business. Amazing. Well done, Bobby. I'm really excited that they've gone out today. That's fantastic. Oh, so we'll look out for those comments. Um, so Rachel, we called this podcast um, How to Pitch Confidently at High Price. So I think we can all start to feel more confidence and belief in ourselves when we're getting, you know, we're aware, more tuned into and aware of the results that we get for other people 
if you're going into a maybe this is completely new like, like the idea that you can pitch at a high price where do you even start with going into a sales call and um pitching yourself maybe at a price that is beyond what you might have thought you could charge before okay so the first thing is nobody goes into a sales call not understanding their offers yeah so we must always always be really clear what are each of our offers you know the price point and you know what the result is nobody actually buys the detail right so the most common thing that people would do on a sales call would be to um do the shopping list you know and you get this and you get that and i do this for you and i do that for you and actually that isn't what people are buying yeah like i feel like i can sort of say this from a um client side because i've you know got a bookkeeper i actually call her my finance manager because that's what she is you know, every Friday, I get the most amazing report land in my inbox, which gives me such great signposting, what's going on in my business, I could not live without her. And so if I was going into a sales call, and I was her trying to sell my services, I would be saying, you know, like, my clients rely on my Friday afternoon finance report to give them such clarity such depth of direction and decision making that they know that their money is not just being well managed, that they know that they're not wasting any of it and they're optimizing the way that they can make more of it in a good and better way. And that's selling the results, right? She's selling the feeling of me of her, my, me, can't speak, me as her client. She's selling the feeling that I have that I literally can't live without that report. If she'd have described that of come and work with me and I'll record all your expenses and your receipts and I'll I'll give you a spreadsheet every week. That doesn't sound that sexy. You know, that, that doesn't sound like something I want to buy. Yeah. But when you say my clients tell me that they cannot live without my finance report for helping them to optimize and maximize the money that they're making and saving. I mean, yeah, that's that's how to prepare to go into a sales call. Oh, I love that. I, I, everyone just go and listen to that again. <laughs> just take the- <laughs> um, but it's, it's like being yourself and saying the words that come comfortably out of your mouth, isn't it? And I think this is a bit about practice as well. And, you know, finding people that you can bounce ideas around with. We've, we have a success lounge where we have a call every month where we talk about we talk with Ashley Leeds, who I know you know, and he helps us with sales and mindset and that those kind of conversations. And you can kind of test it out and see how that feels would you actually say that you know it's one thing yeah. thinking oh I might I might express myself like that how about though the bit where you actually tell people the price and you're you're like oh my goodness is that have I really just asked them to pay that how do you cope with that moment <laughs> well I mean I what I do for a lot of my clients is I will watch their sales calls so if you're somebody who gets a lot of sales calls booked you got a lot of like discovery sessions booked in but your conversion rate is anything less than 50%, then I would urge you to get somebody, you know, re- record it, watch it back yourself, critique yourself. But if you if you can, have somebody watch your sales calls because you can learn so much. And what you will see, because <laughs> I've seen this hundreds of times, is that the, um, the client or client-to-be when the client says, so how much is it to work with you, Zoe? Yeah, how much is it, right? The first thing that you can feel really confident about is nobody asks the price if they don't want to go ahead, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to tell the price, wait, sit on it, 
and wait to see the moment when they say, so how much would that cost me? What would the investment look like? Yeah, what, what's your package? Tell me. Like nobody will ask that if they don't want to go ahead. So that's the first thing that should give you confidence, right? You're on the call, just like we are now, side by side. You're on the call, on Zoom, thinking, oh my God, I've got to say the price in a minute. And then they say, tell me about the package. Your little confidence radar should be like, oh yes, they want to go ahead, right? So that's the first thing, get confident. But then what, what you'll see if you like, you know, watch calls back, is as the price starts to like get close to coming out of your mouth, you'll see the body language change massively. So you might be sat like this, you know, square on. And then as the price starts to come out, you see the body language do this and you see the head start to do this and it'll be, it's 300 pounds a month, you know, and it, <laughs> it all starts to get a bit muffled. Yeah. And so my advice would be watch a callback. And just get really clear about what your little triggers are, what your little signs are, and then start practicing them and saying it out loud and getting really um, well rehearsed. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with rehearsing you sharing your price and your your package in the mirror. You know, or go on go on a Zoom call by yourself and pitch your offer to yourself and then watch it back. What you should be able to say is. You know, here's how my package works. And from what you've told me, the package I'm going to recommend is this, right? So first rule, only recommend one package. Sandwich selling doesn't work. Yeah, in my, some people would tell you it does. My view is it doesn't, you know, the whole. What, what do you mean by sandwich selling? So the whole principle of they'll go for the one in the middle. Give them right. the cheap one and the expensive one and they'll go for the one in the middle. That doesn't work. Because if I give you three options, what I'm actually broadcasting to you is I haven't listened well enough to recommend one option yeah yeah if I feel that I've got to lay it all out like a deck of cards and say pick one I mean yes they could choose one of the three but they could also choose none because they might think you haven't understood a word I've said you know we've just had a call I've explained what I needed and now you've given me three choices what I don't need that yeah, if they've explained to you what they need, give them one solid recommendation. So it might sound like, from what you've told me, I understand that you need X, Y, Z, right? Play it back to them in their words. Yes, that's the first sign to them that you've listened. Listen well enough to know that you can repeat their words back to them because they'll feel comfort and reassurance in that because we all want to work with people and be supported by people that understand us and, and listen to us. So use their words, play it back to them. When you play it back to them, do a little mini close, a mini sales close by saying, have I truly understood what you want? Is there anything more that you would need other than the things that I think I've understood? That's your opportunity to minimize objections because what they should say then is, no, you fully understood me, brilliant. Yeah. <clears throat> or they might say, well, actually, no, there's one other thing I want. Yeah. In which case, that's their opportunity to tell you. So then when you're clear that you've understood what they want, you can say, OK, well, based on the fact that you want these things, the package that I recommend for you is this. And what that package will do for you is this. So speak from the result rather than the detail. Yeah. So how you'll feel when we work together is this. What you'll get for your business when we work together is this. Not, 
on a Monday at 12 o'clock, I'm going to do this for you. And I'm going to, I've got a spreadsheet and it's called this and we're going to share it. And they don't need any of that. They need the results. Does that oh, help? Yes, that helps so much. That is amazing. Thank you. Um, the other thing I'm thinking is, what about if you've been working, like undercharging is a challenge. There are people in the community I know who have underpriced clients and are maybe thinking I need to put my prices up now. Um, but I don't know how to approach that with my clients. So if you've been underpricing and you've now realized that you are not charging enough for what you need to do, how do you start that conversation? How do you successfully take people from potentially a low hourly rate fee into a high value package? Okay, so I think first things first, separate existing business from new business. So I had this revelation back in July when I was in LA, stood up, stood in a beautiful like mansion in the Hollywood Hills, and I'd been in a retreat, and I was like, "What am I doing? Like, I'm un I'm undercharging. Like, I'm, I'm literally doubling my prices." So I doubled them. I doubled them. So the first thing I did was make sure that I knew how I was going to bring in new business. I went live on Instagram and said, "I've got 20 years experience plus." And I've been helping my clients to achieve these amazing results. My testimonials are such a now long, massive list that I couldn't even tell you all the great results. So I've had this massive revelation that I've been underpricing my sales mastermind. So I need to tell you all really upfront, really clearly, the price is going up. It's going up by double. So if you've been out there thinking that you might want to work with me, for God's sake, get in touch now because the prices are not going up today. They're going up in the future. So I think I gave about six weeks notice and literally my DMs went nuts with people going, oh, we need to talk. We need to talk. So first of all, think about separating existing business from new business. Draw the line of when the price changes. Announce it. If you've got, you know, a network and audience, announce that the prices for new business are changing and just put it out there and stand firm in that. Next, you want to think about your existing customers because it's always it's always difficult with your pricing because generally, as a rule of thumb, the people that pay you the least are usually the hardest to service. They're usually the ones that complain the most, need the most. Yeah, sometimes they're the ones that we end up resenting a little bit if they are a little bit more difficult to service. And so as you up level in your business and you do grow your price point, as those new clients come in, you will start to look at the bottom end people and think this has got to change. So I always think it's a big milestone in business. If you ever sack a client, huge milestone. I've got I've got a client this morning who voice noted into our group saying, I think I need to sack a client and I've never done it before. That is hard. You know, it's, it's a tough conversation. Or you could just put the prices up. <laughs> so you've got your plan for your new business. Then with your existing, I would, again, decide how much notice you want to give them. Decide if you want to make it an incremental change or a just a it's moving from X to Y and that's it. Or is it going to go a little bit of the way and then the full way? That's another decision. But I think the key is communication. You know, you've got to decide what are you going <coughs> to what are you going to use to validate that decision to your existing customers what's going to be the time frame and what method of communication are you going to use and then i would detach from the outcome because if you were to lose a customer out of that 
you've got to kind of go into it with the solid belief that whoever you lose from the bottom end will get made up very quickly from new business and from the price increase for the ones that stay. So you're not going to lose all your customers. You might lose one or two and they will probably be the ones that would have ended up being the ones that were hardest to deal with anyway. Yeah, it's, it is a definitely a challenge and I agree. Start with your new business and then work on the, the other ones. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where you need to be honest with them, isn't it? You know, I can't, I can't work like this, I, you know, because you, re- you resent them. If they're not paying enough, you don't want to do the work. You don't think they value it and um, it's not great for a relationship. So that's really helpful. Thank you. Um, Rachel, I want to talk to you about mentoring as well, because I know when we were chatting to arrange this podcast, you mentioned that you've been involved with Enterprise Nation. And I wonder if you can tell me a little bit about what you're doing with them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. So I am an Enterprise Nation advisor. So I do some um, I've done some sales training like for them. I've delivered some, you know, some sessions for them. And they came to me a little while ago and asked, would I help um, help them to recruit mentors for small businesses? So I've been helping to find the perfect fit like business mentor and I really do believe that bookkeepers make such great mentors because because I know from working with small businesses for many years now, they usually don't know their numbers anywhere near well enough. And so to have a mentor that is strong with, you know, um, business advisory and numbers and that sort of thing would be such a such a valuable like proposition. So, yeah, I'm helping them to recruit mentors And what that looks like if, you know, like if you and your amazing community want to sign up and become a mentor, it looks like you volunteering 10 hours of your time across a 12 week period. Enterprise Nation will match you up with a suitable business. Um, But the one really amazing thing is that they are going to give free training from the Association of British Mentors. So anybody that does sign up, not only will you get the great exposure and um, like leverage of being supporting a project like this, you'll also get certified as a mentor trained by the Association of British Mentors. So, you know, talking about the package and the value that you bring when you're able to share that with a client and say, you know, I'm certified by the Association of British Mentors. I think that's a really strong point as well. So, yeah, I... I would love it if, you know, if you guys and anybody in your world wants to sign up for that. Um, They're just, they're so, I mean, you know, we know what's going on with the economy in the UK, don't we? Small business is really, really struggling. There's people out there that they've got great businesses. They just need support and direction. And it's the likes of, you know, Enterprise Nation that get funding from the government. But if they Mm -hmm. can't recruit the mentors quick enough, they can't deliver the help. So, um, yeah, yeah, I want to put the put the offer out there. Anybody wants to do that, absolutely hit me up. I'll send you the link, Zoe, and you can share it with everyone. Oh, amazing. OK, so I'll share the note. I'll share that link in the show notes for anyone who's interested. Um, I think it's it's a really good skill set to have to be able to mm. be able to like it will help your conversations with your clients as well. Like, you know, we talk about advisory services all the time, how we can give more value to our clients. And actually, if you've got that skill set where you can um, mentor them and support them in making the right decisions and 
challenging them on the things where they might need challenging or a little bit of pushing, then that's going to help you to build that relationship and also show them, you know, you come to the table as a business owner, just like them. When, you know, anyone who's thinking, oh, you know, I'm just a bookkeeper. Um, I think that when you can, when you feel that confidence that I can bring this extra level of discussion to the table, we just have more confidence in ourselves and what we're able to charge. So, yeah. Yeah, I could not agree more. One of one of the things I would most definitely like recommend that anybody that signs up to become a, me a mentor for this, when you get partnered with that small business, I would 100% recommend that you and that small business agree right at the start that you are going to be transparent and, you know, share the journey that you're on. Because then, you know, if you've got on your socials, you, if you're sharing the fact that you're on this journey, it puts you in a higher playing field. It gives you kudos. And of course, if you've got a small business out there saying, I'm getting this great support from my mentor, Zoe. She's been introduced to me by Enterprise Nation. I'm so glad I'm on this journey. Think about all of the free advertising, the free like positive news that is going to be surrounding like your business is so much opportunity so yeah, yeah. exciting that's really cool and I think you know there's so many people here who want to give back as well so um I know it will help people to fulfill their like that sort of yeah. level that they want to be reaching um before we wrap up I just want to read back some of these amazing things that people are celebrating because I, I asked you to share in the comments and thank you everyone who did um so somebody has said I'm celebrating passing my first exam one step closer to starting my business yes I love that uh, Laura's put a couple as well. She said, humble brag would be supporting a fantastic bookkeeper to create an 8K profit between the start of the month and Christmas by offering advisory services to her existing clients. Oh, that's amazing. And also Laura says, pushing myself out of my comfort zone, de deleted and rewrote my story at least eight times, being featured in an actual book. Oh, Laura, that's our book. Um, and Laura's come to the show. <laughs> well done, I Laura. I didn't read ahead, but that was a good plug. Thanks, Laura. Um, oh, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today and having this amazing conversation. I know lots of people want to watch this back. I've been, watch I've been watching the comments of people saying, I already need to watch it back right at the beginning. <laughs> with, with, with Otter AI running to like, what's that pitch that she gave. <laughs> um, Rachel, how can people connect with you and find out more about what you do? Oh, amazing. So interestingly, I've just changed my Instagram handle. So it's now at Rach Howarth. Um, Instagram is probably, if you're going to rock up in my DMs, that's probably the best place to do it because that's where I'm most active. I'm also on Facebook. I think I already know a lot of your community. Um, but I'm on Facebook as Rachel Howarth. I'm on LinkedIn, Rachel Howarth. I'm connected to Zoe, I think, on every platform anyway. So, um, yeah, I'm oh. I'm everywhere. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. Really enjoyed having a chat today. Thanks, everyone, for joining and sharing your comments as well. That's amazing. And we'll see you next week. Next week is the start of Bookkeepers Bootcamp. If you haven't registered already, just go to sixfigurebookkeeper.com slash bootcamp. It's completely free to get involved. We're going to be talking to you about raising your profile. We have got some amazing sessions from amazing guests all about personal branding. Um, we're going to push you out of your comfort zone in the best possible way to help you find those clients you're looking for. And we're going to hear from some lovely bookkeepers in our community as well. So look forward to seeing you there. And um, yeah, see you next week. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week for the Bookkeepers Podcast. For topical bookkeeping chat, why not join our free Facebook group, The Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at the sixfigurebookkeeper.com.